Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, CJ Gibson, along with Fran Mirabella. Hey, Guardians. Stephen Rue. Hey. And Destin Gary, Sean Finnegan, away for just today's episode. So we'll be make sure to have them back next week on today's show, talking a little bit about some of the PvP details that landed. Bungie had a live stream showing off a lot of new PvP changes. We're here to discuss some of those things. Well, they've added a bunch of things to the game. They've also removed certain elements. We'll talk about how those impact the future of the sandbox. As well as a new trailer, The Dreaming City, just dropped with some minor but cool story potential details. We'll discuss those as well. Remember, you can support Fireteam Chat by watching it here first on IGN.com. It will then be available on YouTube and podcast services 24 hours later. All right, so the PvP sandbox update. We saw it. There's a lot of big changes. Feels like we're maybe going back in time a little bit. A lot of Destiny 1, maybe. Uh, I think I felt some fuzzy feelings there from Destiny 1 gameplay moments. Uh, what about you guys? Specifically, let's talk PvP, because that's mostly what the Sandbox update was about. Yeah, it's weird. It's funny to hear you say that, because I definitely started to get the, oh, we're finally fixing everything, bringing it back to where it was. At the same time, I was like, wow, some of this is a little wild. Like these new ammo, ammo economies, different slots. I was trying to go over it with Steven, actually, before the show. I was just like... Rubbing my temples like, wait, do I have this right? You can – it's not got a burn on it, so it goes here. and It's not too bad once you process this new world, but yeah. uh, at the very least, I'm excited about it. And yeah, it's got some Destiny 1 vibes. Just thinking of rocking a fusion yeah. in the energy slot, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, no, I mean I think for me as well too. Now, Stephen, we watched it together actually during it. Um, there were moments where you and I were like, no way. I think specifically for me, you know, we're going to talk two melees and a bunch of other things. What were some major things that stood out for you when you were watching it? Um, special ammo weapons are back, like Fran was touching on earlier. You spawn with special ammo now, so you can use your favorite guns such as snipers, shotguns, things like that. And you can use triple shotguns, triple snipers, triple grenade launchers, crazy builds like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how the sandbox changes. Yeah, not triple everything, right, but some things. Yeah, like you can't go triple sword. You can't go triple rocket launchers. And I don't think you can go triple bow. Maybe you can. I yeah, I, I think know. some – I don't know if they've confirmed it all. But, yeah, it's sort of like some yeah. things are going to work. Some things uh, will not. Um, yeah. I mean they have said I think like triple rocket and there's a few things absolutely 100% will not work. But we were wondering about triple snipers. Now, Luke Smith actually mentioned a tweet uh, and somebody was tweeting back and forth with him. Uh, Steve and I were looking at the actual trailer reveal prior to that. And what did the guy have that was sliding in, the one that we were talking about last week where it's like, oh, is he taking splash damage? Did yeah. he really get hit? So Luke Smith specifically said you can rock a triple Triple shotgun and triple grenade launch loadout, but he never said snipers. But in the stream, the guy had a sniper in his first slot and a second slot. And we know Whisper of the Worm is a 
power ammo slot. So technically that's three snipers. Yeah. So I mean should be able to you should be able to. So I mean, but then the question becomes, why would you do that? So now we got a little bit of a you know reworking on how the ammo economy works. I do like that stuff and how it's labeled. So Steven, again, if you can explain to the people what is now happening, because it is a little bit confusing when you have all these different shotguns or whatever in a bunch of different slots. Yeah, so I was trying to explain to Fran earlier. It (laughs) it's kind of confusing, but once you understand it, it's not confusing at all. Basically, your first slot weapon or your kinetic slot, what it used to be, are weapons that can take special or white ammo, but they don't have any elemental burns. Your second slot are all weapons that can take special or white ammo, but they have to have elemental burns. Must have burn. Yes. Like, for instance, Uriel's Gift has an elemental burn. It can't be in your first slot, but it takes primary ammo. You can have a, uh, a shotgun that takes... Special ammo, but with no burn, so it would be in your first slot. Yes. And the big thing I kept bringing up, because we had played a little bit at E3, and I just, Mm -hmm. again, we weren't sure, but now I think we know it's not like you can have two of the same weapon. No. They are designed for these slots, effectively. Each weapon has its own slot. Yeah, and that was the biggest thing for me to mentally get over. Um, I mean, again, I think we kind of knew, but just like, it's not that you can just put that shotgun anywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, like, it's funny, I was talking to some people about the Akelos weapons, and I think there's this idea that you can go out, get maybe three of those shotties, and just rock them in all slots, but yeah. it doesn't seem like that's going to work. No, right? that is not. Unless they, unless they do something to allow that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the ammo thing I think is really good. I, now that we've actually got a chance to see how it will work in PvP, those are some of my biggest questions at E3, right? Like, okay, this is now a special brick. Is that going to apply to all shotguns? And for the most part, it seems like it did because when I had shotgun in my primary slot at Gambit, and I'm see even there. I'm calling it a primary slot. They're calling it kinetic. Right. Same same terminology. Same terminology. And so that's a challenge. I was like, oh, I have a shotgun in my primary. Is that going to take white ammo? The primary bricks, and it doesn't. And for the most part, I think the way they've done it with having a little icon, a badge like that shows mm-hmm. up, is a really smart way to do it. Um, but we were also noticing like when you die now, you get ammo. Just coming back to life. Yeah. When you die, you drop green ammo. Yeah. And when you kill someone, you drop or they drop green ammo. And- and you don't have to like hold X or hold F or whatever to pick it up like power ammo. You just walk over it. And every time you walk over a special ammo box, you get two. Yes. You get two rounds. But if you're holding two weapons that are, that both take special ammo, it splits it's one, one. That's what I was going to say. So imagine you have a kinetic, uh, wait, am I going to say this right? Kinetic <laughs> slot, shotgun. energy shotgun. Yes. So no burn. Uh-huh. In the first slot. In the second slot, you do have a burn shotgun. It's got elemental yeah, damage. Both also, so they both take green. Two shotguns. They both take yeah. green. And I have a power ammo shoddy. So power is still ex- purple. Right. Yeah. But just to explain it, what happens when I walk over a special ammo brick that uh, you dropped? Each There's shotgun, it, besides your power shotgun, gets one round. Oh, they each get one. Yes. Okay. It's, it splits the two. And when you spawn after dying, you spawn with two. But if, you, if you're rocking two like you were talking about previously, it splits. Right. So you'll spot with one, one, zero. So, so if I just had a uh, kinetic regular hand cannon that didn't take it, You'll energy. have your hand cannon and then two shotgun rounds. But I would get two rounds into my shotgun. Correct. Now what if I have <laughs> an energy this kinetic hand cannon in the top slot? Each just get one. Like how does that work for a Well, hand, hand cannons cannon? are always going to take white ammo. They're never oh, they're gonna not going to be any energy. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, 
Okay, that's like right. Auto so, rifles, pulse rifles, so hand cannons. Special bricks are only going to be two. Like shotgun, snipers, fuse right. rifles. Okay. Yeah. So you're never going to run into a situation like that. So it's interesting, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like when, since you've played Destiny 1, I would say it's harder for those people who have that memory and history of Destiny 1 because your brain is still trying to adapt to it a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, be, you're stuck on old ways. That's the thing. It's not yeah, sure. like as complicated once you get it, but it's, yeah. it's yeah. shaking this old feel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it is. And, and that'll be happening a lot. Like there's a bunch of things that we'll have to shake now. Two melees versus three. There's a lot of conversation on that. So, I mean, Fran, are you excited about getting shoulder charged? Cause that's going to be one hit with the That's again. one hit melee, which is very different than two. <laughs> so but that's an ability. That's an ability. So I am okay with the shoulder charge no. as long as it does not revert to what it was when I was complaining about it originally which was that thing was doing dead stops in dead air yeah. like, or midair and just like taking 90 degree turns like it was very <laughs> OP they fixed it um and brought it back if you remember I think even but anyway I'm okay with shoulder charge well, it just and there's turn out of midair there's a cooldown on it now too so it's it's not like destiny one you can't use it an unlimited amount of times you know, so I think that is the nice balance. It's exciting. I mean, yeah, are we talking about the lethality overall anywhere in the show? Yes, for 100%. Yeah. So that was the next thing. But I mean, what do you feel about this change? Because this is a pretty big change. Steve and I have talked about when you're playing PvP and you're getting in those like 1v, you know, 2 or whatever close up matches, the 3 melee system does not feel great up close. And I think 2 melee system, as well as some of these lethality increases, will, will feel a lot better in the game. What do you think? Yeah. Initially, um, when Destiny 2 first came out and they went from two melees to three melees, I was not a huge fan. But once I started to get used to it, I could see why they did it. They want to promote gunplay. Yeah. Like in Destiny 1, you just run up to someone or jump over someone, melee, melee, they're dead, move on. And since they're bringing up the lethality of everything, that's why they're going back to yeah. the two melee. And I can understand why they're doing it. Um, I don't know. If they kept the three melee system, I wouldn't have been opposed but also the two melee system, it probably works better with this sandbox. Yeah, I, I think to your point, like they've just got this time to kill chart now. And yeah. Everything's yeah. got to come in line. And so if I can like triple tap you or whatever mm -hmm. in that quick amount of time, it's going to take me more time to melee you. Like yeah. it's going to be a problem. So yeah. presumably that's – it was kind of – call it simple math. But they're like it's got to be that deadly up close. So mm -hmm. – Best case, stay far away. Like right now, in get up close. Yeah, yeah. Like right now in Destiny Two, <clears throat> if you like happen to be, run into a guardian and you start mailing each other, it's just going to be who meleeed first. Yeah. The smarter guardian would shoot a little, then start meleeing. Yes, yeah, and, and that's that, how you win that fight. And that's what I would usually do. So I, being a last hope guy, have that for that reason. If I get into a little three round melee match with somebody, I already know. Okay, I'm not going to melee. I'm going to take that hit three times, and I'm just going to keep last hoping you. And I would win those usually. So mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, even for me though, I'm excited that um, you know I've always been a fan of two melees. I think it feels right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will say, yeah, I've been in a lot of like melee fights across my Destiny years, yeah. and <laughs> I've not liked it that much in destiny 2 it's not that i don't agree it does it just feels so play. different it, yeah. I, it feels like it, it just sucks sometimes yeah yeah i'll like say this though i've noticed that players who never played d1 are completely fine with the three melee system because they have they're not used to that two melee system yeah whereas uh d1 players who are like used to just like running up to people melee melee it's it's like coming back home again yeah yeah 
I just feel like that time to I don't know I don't like the three. It's clunky. <laughs> I, d- I definitely yeah. like the yeah, two. Yeah, no, I totally understand. Um, well, and so I'm excited to see it. That's great, and let's talk about that because now I think along with you know we wanted to see the three tap hand cannon, which you know ironically we did see, but in a 110 RPM uh, archetype. I was really hoping to see that better Devils three tap. I mean, I love Cosmo, but man, that was not a great example of that uh, Icarus perk. Uh, but it was pretty hilarious because they called him out on stream. It was actually a pretty funny moment. But yeah, Stephen, we were talking a little bit about then, um, you know, I think the game will be a close quarter game now. There's a lot of laning and a lot of long distance range weapons. And I think that that will change. Um, you know, do you think that it's a better for the game or would you rather it be? There's a lot of people who do like Destiny 2 the way it is. I, I'm seeing comments on people saying, oh, I can't believe they did this. You know, I liked Halo, which that's not been our take. But what are your feeling on it? Well, so, so to your point of the close range game, I kind of actually disagree. I think it's going to be a healthy balance of everything. They increased the precision damage of every weapon, which I, I'm, was in the stream. So the 390 RPM pulse rifles almost two burst you, basically. Yeah. Like yeah. any, any other damage, like a little tick of damage, they would have died to a two burst. Auto rifles, uh, the precision multipliers, Increased obviously hand cannons can three tap now, but now you're spawning with snipers and stuff like that. So you can you can spawn up and snipe someone right away. I don't think it's all going to be just rushing shotguns and melees. I think there's going to be a pretty healthy balance. Yeah, it's funny. I do expect to see some uh, return to yeah, just the Destiny one style. Like you mm-hmm. really got to watch your corners now because people are going to be sniping. And I wasn't always a fan of that, but um, I got to say I kind of miss it now too. So I mean, I feel like the first thing we'll do is we'll revert to the way we played Destiny one. <laughs> but then uh, it's funny you were maybe talking about it earlier is like how it um, is bringing back Destiny 1. But that's not totally true, right? Because you now have this weird like you can have two auto rifles or you can have a hand cannon and an auto rifle, which is different. Yep. So it's this interesting hybrid where we get, if we want, what we needed out of Destiny 1, which is fusions that I can use a lot. Yeah. Oh, oh, me too. I'm, I'm <laughs> so, super excited yeah. for that. So that I mean, that change immediately, hand cannon, fusion, rocket. I yep. mean, that's what I'm saying. I'll probably go there. But next thing you know, you might end up um, in just this unique situation where you've got, a, I don't know, an SMG, a fusion, and a, a rocket or something. I don't know. And mm-hmm. so, that's different than Destiny 1. So so Steve and I watched it together. And Fran, I know you were a little bit uh, on the other yeah. side of the office when we were watching. Multitask. So yeah, I, I always like getting that, that person's live reaction. So it was cool to see Steve react. What was the thing for you then during the Sandbox update that you were most excited about? Maybe like a weapon combination or what was it you're like, okay, this is good. I'm digging that. You mean when I saw them playing, like yeah. what was like, oh, like that's – What stood out to you? Well, it's funny. The first thing that stood out to me was that pulse rifle, by the way. Yeah. I was like, woo. Yeah, it's called Bygones. Yeah. yeah, 390 RPM. That thing, just seeing it, I was like, oh, dang, this is more lethal. Yeah. Like, it was shredding. Mm-hmm. So that that was like a memorable moment for me. Um, you know, outside of that, I guess because of Destiny 1, I didn't have a – maybe you guys can tell me about some of the moments you had. I didn't have like a whoa because – it was a lot of what we expected. Experienced it before. Outside yeah. of that, definitely the seeing the iconography of like here's how the ammo works, yes. the ammo economy. That was the only other thing that I was like, okay. But yeah. nothing, at least in the gameplay for me, stood out. Other than I know we're talking about Wish Enter later and stuff. That was a little crazy. But yeah, um, I don't know. What, did you guys have stuff that stood out to you? Were you like – I mean for me, because I'm a fusion rifle guy and I don't know if you'll feel this way too, I think the bow will satisfy this certain gameplay style thing that I think I'll like in PvE as well as PvP. That two-tap – I mean as much as I want to see a three-tap because I really did want to see a clean Better Devils three-tap, the use of the bow, super cool. Like yeah. I thought that was awesome. 
I think the I think the bow is awesome. Uh, the biggest takeaway I got from the stream was, it seems like there is an actual increased skill gap coming now. And what I mean by that is, uh, I'm screwed right now. <laughs> right now in D2, I'll, I'll give you an example on the map Endless Vale. When the two teams spawn on uh, both sides, and there's the long like lane with the water and the river running through it, and everything. No, no, that's that's uh, Endless Vale is the other one. Oh, sorry, I was thinking Distant Shores. Yeah, Endless Vale. I know Endless what you're talking vale. about. Yeah, it's the it was the beta map for uh, PlayStation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right now, in D2, everyone just runs to that lane with pulse rifles, and you kind of yeah. just have like this laning dance. Dude, there's, yeah. I, I posted a clip. It's the one with the bowls on the right, and then you just yeah, like you walking like, up and that's what D2 are. is. I mean, I'm like, yeah. there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. You team nothing, shot. You shred people. Yeah, down it's, a little, it's team and then shotting. Move. It's like, oh, that guy's weak. Bring him down. Like, but now it's like. You're flanking. You see, you see four people with their backs turned to you. Three times the first one, slide and get the shotgun kill. Uh, maybe shades that pick up the special ammo from the first guy you killed. Finish off the other two, and it's just like boom, 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 or just yeah. melee the fifth guy, and it's just like quick, fast fights. Yeah. It- Super excited. Um, I'm really glad that they are uh, incentivizing headshot damage because when Destiny Two first came out, I was just like. Why Why would I ever go for four headshots with a hand cannon when I could just get the same kill with two headshots and two bodies? Like, yep. it's the same time to kill. Makes no difference. They're incentivizing headshots now, and they're giving you special ammo for killing teams or for killing players or helping kill players so you can kind of snowball Yeah, in a sense. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited for that. And that was interesting to confirm, too. Right, Three-tap is back, mm-hmm. has two bodies and a headshot, right? Two bodies and headshots for the 110 RPM. For the one we saw, yeah. The slow fire rate. And then for Battle De- Better Devils, uh, it's, it has to be all Two, three headshots. Three headshots. Wait, yes. That's what we think. So we're not 100% sure. I, I looked online and there was no concrete okay you can get, you know, with, cause 140 and 150 RPM are different archetype weapons. That's like Better Devils and Midnight Coup. We didn't get a chance to see any of those during the gameplay. They yeah. had a 180 yeah, yeah. RPM weapon and right. that was a four tap, I think. 180 right? RPM, I believe, takes two headshots and two bodies for a kill. And yeah. you can, is it mod or masterwork the range now on it? Oh yeah. I'm, so that's a good segue. That's gonna change. Yes. Yeah, that's a good segue into the That wasn't mods. intentional if that's what No, it's good. So let's talk about the better devils. They showcased a, a bunch of different perks that you can now roll. On your better devils, there is more than one better devils. Um so they basically were saying how there was a bunch of different progression that people wanted, and this was a nice way to introduce masterworks as well as other things, random rolls, and various perks in the weapon. So um yeah, again, what was your thought, friend? Now you can get an infinite amount of better devils potentially because the perks look like they can roll in any variation. Yeah, exactly. So they showed what, three or so different better devils? Yeah, you yeah. three in there. One with like range finder mm-hmm. and what was the other stat on that? Explosive, Explosive uh, rounds. Explosive rounds, which that's awesome to me. I mean, they were joking like, is that the better devils? Is that the right. best, the devils? best devils? Um, you know, and what were some of the other perks that they had in there? Yeah. Uh, hip fire, moving target, outlaw zen moment. Basically every perk. You can get in a weapon will be random. Yeah. From the sights to the mags to the two perks. Right. So wait, yeah. that's the perks. Where we end up with the mods or the – So there's mods as right. well in that But too. do you want to just focus on the perk stuff right now? So you can talk a little bit of both because now there's a combination of all those things. There's a lot of variation and combinations to the weapons. Yeah. Do you dig that? Are you excited about that? Yeah. I mean absolutely. Like I am excited for weapons that random rolls are coming back and yeah. – just some of those those old uh, trusty perks that we liked, you know, we saw them um, coming back. Yeah, but they're also in the form of some mods too. That's why I bring it up. And For so sure. There was, yeah. Uh, well, well, why don't you read through some of 
those. I actually listed each of the different um, perk breaks down as mm-hmm. well as the masterwork and some of the mods. So if you want to, Stephen, uh, you can go through some of the perks there. Okay. So like for instance, some of the mods they showed off were like backup mag, increases magazine size, free hand grip, increases accuracy and ready speed while hip firing. Uh, Icarus obviously improves accuracy while airborne. Targeting adjuster, weapon gains better target acquisition, which is the hidden hand perk from D1. Uh, radar tuner, which is interesting. This was not a D1 perk because they nerfed the radar in D2. The radar immediately, uh, returns when you stop ADSing. Right now there's a little delay. Little, yeah. yeah. And that, so like, uh, and there's more perks and there's, oh, also, there's also PVE perks such as a uh, minor spec, major spec, and boss spec, yeah. which, um, deals extra damage against low file enemies, powerful enemies, and bosses and vehicles. Respectively, uh, I think it's I think it's awesome that they have uh, PVE mods as well. Yep. Um, and I I like the entire mod system because what they were trying to do is they were trying to think how can our tenth better devils be as exciting <laughs> as the first better devils, and, right? And Deej made the joke. I mean, they are clearly aware that this was a yeah. concern for the yeah. beginning. Yeah, so, yeah. And the community obviously wanted random rolls back, but they went further and they put the mods in with these uh with these legendary weapons. So every time you get a weapon, you also get a random mod, one of these mods. Maybe there's going to be more mods in Forsaken that we don't know about. Yeah. But now when you dismantle a Better Devils, like let's say you got a Better Devils you didn't like, but you like the mod, you can dismantle it and you get that mod back. That's cool. So now you're, in a sense, collecting mods oh, so as well. that same mod mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily And you can give that to a different yes. Better Devils that you do like. Because right now, when you're trying to configure whatever weapon you want, trying to get the extra stat perk that you're hoping for, you could potentially be investing a ton of master cores on that initial one. I think on the progress tree now, when you're upgrading it, it goes from 1 to 10. It basically is not going to charge you, I think, some of that economy until later on in the actual Yeah, that was a little... Yeah, I'm not 100% sure how that works. And and we're not 100% sure if all this stuff is final. They even said Mm -hmm. like, hey, you know, there's like images and stuff on the screen. These are not like 100% locked in. So there could be some final changes, but it looks like a nice a nice path of progression that I think doesn't penalize you early on from taking too many master cores or anything like that. It's a system that that gives you that moment like, oh, yes, I finally got this gun or I finally got that mod. Yeah, and and I think depending on what are some of the attributes for investing into it, I I mean, I didn't miss the having to collect shards and the raids and doing all that stuff to level up your weapons. You'd sometimes get a barrier where you just couldn't do it unless you actually – did the raids with people. And I think this was a nice way to circumvent that. It's still, like you said, is a nice level up progression path, but it seems like it's going to be mostly glimmer or things that you can do not related to a specific activity. Again, the solo players that we talk about, sometimes they're not able to do raids. So I think that was some of the reason why they got rid of, you know, uh, ascended shards and things like that, mm-hmm. that were barriers to upgrading well, weapons in Destiny we, 1. They still might have that for raid weapons. This is just maybe legendary weapons in general. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah the thing I was... Trying to still wrap my head around those. So if like Icarus and the version of Hidden Hand and Counterbalance are now mods, let me just save them up. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Like, so they're not perks. Those those items anymore. No, like, they're mods. Icarus is no longer a perk. Hidden no. Hand, uh, Target. What's it called? Adjuster. Yeah. yeah. How do they rename this stuff, man. Like, <laughs> I maybe I it's a little different, but I'm like, just call it. I know. Uh, <laughs> now it's funny. I say instead of Firefly, I do say Dragonfly now, but gotcha. Very confusing. Yeah. And if it's basically the same. Anyway, so wait, counterbalance, 
Icarus, uh, Hidden uh, Target Adjuster are not – they're random, but then once you have the mod, you can transfer around. So in right. other words, yes. like are we going to have the feeling that we had with say like a perfect IS Luna, so to speak, a god roll? Or are they meeting us in between? Is that what's going on do you think? Well, so for the random roll part, you're still grinding for the that perfect roll. Like let's right. say you want rangefinder and explosive rounds, right? But then you take a step further and like now you have to go, oh, I got to grind – more weapons to get that mod I want. Yeah. So it fits the narrative of spending more time playing the game and it also fits the narrative of how you want to play. You can customize that. For like, for instance, I was telling CJ, CJ uses a, a controller where a hidden or where aim assist matters more than a mouse and keyboard, correct? So maybe controller users would prefer hidden hand over mm -hmm. maybe like a stability perk that mouse and keyboard users want to use. For instance, um, and for like sniper rifles, I would love to have that, uh, the radar tuner, um, yeah. mod for it. Cause you, you want to quickly ADS and see your radar yeah. right when you un ADS. Things like that. Um, and you can also have like a PVE loadout with these PVE mods. Yeah, totally. No, I mean, I, th I think I like where they're going. I was just kind of asking, like, is it going to be easier to get the god roll now? Because there's a couple things you can just hold on to. I've got some counterbalance. But we don't know how frequently they drop and well, that's the thing. other I, things like that. I, I think the god roll chase is still there within the context of when the actual weapon rolls with whatever perks that it's on. And then from there, you can further make the weapon your own. And I think a lot of that's going to tailor to what type of activity you want to play. I think if you play PvE or PvP, maybe you'll have a weapon of both depending on what activity you like and what weapon you want to play with that activity so so i said this at the start of d2 um in d2 you get legendary engrams all the time you get loot all the time basically when you finish the campaign you almost have every weapon that you kind of want right with that drop rate along with random rolls i've always said that would have been a per maybe not a perfect system but it would have been a better system in d1 they had random rolls but you couldn't have access to as many drops and rewards so it felt like a really tedious grind mm -hmm. whereas in d1 or d2 it feels like they just hand it out like candy once you got a better devils you're done right yeah, yeah. now that you get crucible engrams and legendary engrams basically all the time you can chase god rolls more frequently yeah. yeah and to your other point earlier too you might just be chasing a counterbalance mod and so mm -hmm. you might get some gun you don't care about with the counterbalance mod you're yeah. like playing a, a public heroic which I'm doing right now. It's driving me nuts <laughs> for this green armor. But anyway, I have no point to do it right now, really. Yeah. But now you might be in a situation where, oh, I got my counterbalance mod. Now I can finish my god roll. So yeah, maybe, you know, maybe we'll feel mm -hmm. like that need to check your drops a lot more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does sure. feel like it is going to be that now. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. And I think overall it was really good. So moving on to come sort of the next topic, which flows in line with that is that, you know, what are some of the things that are now going to be removed that people enjoy? And yep. there was a conversation online. Uh, between a uh, Twitter user by the name of, I think it's Sleep Debt, uh, who's asking, hey guys, the stream was great, changes look incredible, elemental damage wasn't addressed, will we still be able to change elements or is it a part of the roll drop now? At which point uh, Josh Hamrick actually uh, ended up replying, yes, the functionality is being removed. So, Stephen, we were talking about that. That is definitely something now that you were hoping would stay in the game and it's being removed. So, that changes how people, I think, play the game. Because I actually like that, where you could have various different arc and elemental damage types with the weapon. So, Well, to, to clarify more, um, once Forsaken comes out, collections will come out. Right. And those rolls, random rolls cannot be obtained from collections. So if you have a Uriel's Gift and you sharded it already and you want to go back and get it in your collections, it will always be tap the trigger, high caliber rounds, and will always be 
maybe solar. Like they haven't said what it will be, but it will always be solar. And I think we – well, so we knew that potentially all the things were going to stay – all the perks would stay the same. But because the mod system incorporated – being able to mod it in void and solar elemental damage. damage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we would assume that, oh, okay, that was just going to stick around. Yeah, I was just trying to use the example you used earlier, which is you might already have uh, three different Ariel's gift already just with different mods in it. So you can use solar, arc, or void. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen now, though, is uh, do they just like reset to all solar or something? So you have, I believe you have to already have the gun and you have to Mm -hmm. put the mod on and then you have to keep it throughout. Oh, so it might keep the mod that you have on it. It will keep the elemental, I believe. Oh, really? But see, that's where things are like coming so, together. But so it, yeah, it implies though that let me use a different example. I don't have three silicon aromas from the Nightfall. Yeah, okay? exactly. Awesome sniper. I love being able to use that gun and change it from void to whatever, just for the quest. Mm-hmm. And that's an awesome thing to be able to do. It yeah. sounds like that I could com- be going away. It is going away. I know. And I completely yeah. agree with you. And I'm not a fan of this change at all. I think it's a step backwards, especially since the whole narrative is play how you want to play yeah i love using the ep shotgun for example yeah oh yeah um if if the nightfall is void heavy or solar heavy or arc heavy i will change the mod in my ep shotgun now you cannot do that and yeah. i i yeah. just feel like it, it's restricting and shoehorning your loadouts in I, a sense i see an argument for both sides like I, I agree with you i really like it the idea that my silicon aroma which let's just assume there's nothing that cool in the next forsaken <laughs> which there probably will be but that i really want to use it that it suddenly i'm like well it's not really the right elemental it's going to kind of suck but i could see the argument for going back to the d1 style like you trying to get away from using the same weapons all the time. Yeah. Like you have to put away some of your weapons sometimes. Be like, yeah. well, I can't use this amazing, you know, rocket because it's just dark. I got to use this other one. And it does change your play style. I see, yeah, to your point, I see the arguments for both sides. Like maybe a scout rifle that only drops in solar, they want you to use it for solar activities. But why yeah. can't I just use my Uriel's gift like, for solar? Like, yeah. look at one quick last example, Fatebringer. Yep. Right? Well, they, I was just about to bring there Fatebringer There it is. Up. Like, that's the one. And then in year three, when they brought it back as only an exotic, it was still under the ramification of, oh, that's taking up that slot. So they yeah. could control what it was. But, that but that's a right. great example. Like, we all loved Fatebringer. You yep. probably used it anyway because it was so good. But it was arc, right? Yep. So if it was solar, what, you just wouldn't use it. And I actually, there's some merit to it. Crota's word, yep. void, and so on. So there, I have these fond memories of uh, elemental only. You yeah, know, when you think certain... Fatebringer, you think Ark. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe we just got to co- go try it again. But I agree. I, I have not a concern. I mean, yeah, we. I'll try it out, of course. But I think as of now, this is a step backwards. And I wish they would have kept your freedom to choose what yeah. kind of uh, elemental you could play. Well, and that's what I was wondering. And they basically – he kind of was talking back and forth. Josh Hamrick was online with a couple people um, and basically was saying starting September 4th, we'll be locked to a specific damage type and there will be no way to change that moving forward for the year one weapons that are in the collection. Mm-hmm. So Exotic behaviors, now. yes, found on things like Borealis and Harlight will remain unchanged. What's not clear though is if you have three of them, what yeah. is it going to keep? And, and you're making it sound like you think it's – if you have an arc, you're going to keep it arc. I, think, I don't think so. Yeah, I think if you have an arc – and avoid and then you know um solar. solar that ultimately they're going to make a decision and go hey you know what uriel's gift is now solar yeah because it allows them to control the the sandbox meta i believe in josh hammer and pvp space i believe josh hammer uh confirmed to a different twitter user that that was not the case okay and so that's what i mean all this stuff is very new we're yeah. the day after and so uh, this is some of what i love about these streams and reveals there's always this exploration there's a bunch of people tweeting they're doing great at i think trying to answer as many questions as possible yeah. but it does 
as, as many questions as that stream <laughs> answered, there is now yeah. 50 million more that we're addressing uh, and that people are asking. Basically, so it's, uh, basically yeah. if you have only have one <laughs> copy of a weapon you like, choose your favorite element now. And, and hope for the best. And, yeah, and hope for the best. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Disclaimer, like you keep saying. Yes. We recorded this days early. So some of this has been answered already. Well, yes. Uh, now you know why we seem confused. But yep. It's just, the, you know, uh, I mean, yeah. And that's the thing. Even Destin was tweeting out there, you know, I guess I'll stock stock up on the guns I like now uh, and give them the damage modifiers I like. Right. Um, you know, this is a peek into why vault space could become an issue. If we have three Uriels today and give each a different damage soul and yeah, arc, I, will they stay that way September 4th? I'm it's with a you, concern. man. That'd yeah. be wild. Uh, and who knows? Maybe. But I, I'm with yeah. you where I'm like, it just doesn't seem to make sense. Like what? I got punished because I didn't have three and I didn't save all that stuff. Yeah. Like kind of sucks for me if there's like 50,000 players out there who have this, you know, this archetype. What I keep leaning back to is, you know, we, we, I talk about wanting an exotic IS Luna. Actually, I would really just like a really good legendary one. Yes. Um, but yeah, if you think about Palindrome and all these other hand cannons that we really like, year two and three, um, you know, those we don't know if they exist yet. And I mean, after I got IS Luna, I didn't care about Fake Brain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still wish that it was there from a nostalgic standpoint, but I think there's something to be said about they'll introduce probably way better weapons. Yeah. And, It'll be nice for a collection standpoint, but then nobody will care. That's a good point months, too. So. Let's say, oh boohoo, I didn't yeah. save my my special mods for the elemental type, and I'm mad because Steven has something that I don't. Yeah. But then there will probably be all these new amazing guns, hopefully. Yeah. So, but it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. But oh. to counterpoint, when those amazing <laughs> weapons do come out, they're only shoehorned into one element. Yes, so but to you me, run into that problem again. Yeah, but to me, to me, it's a balance update thing. So, what would you rather? Would you rather have these, you know, primary element and power weapons that can all kind of allow you to have shotguns and everything in a bunch of different slots or would you rather have it the way it was with elementals because it I, seems like yeah. you're trading off I'm one or the saying, other i'm just like don't understand why you can't have both i like, know i, I do question, agree with you if the narrative is play how you want to play and i want to play with the guns i want to play i should use whatever element i want on it whatever yeah. weapon i want yeah we have to go yeah, yeah. in a second to yeah. the next topic but that's a good point yeah. i mean that tell us what you think in the comments because that, that that one's getting some traction right now mm-hmm. uh last thing uh, there was a trailer just released, the Dreaming City trailer. A bunch of nice little lore nuggets in there as well. Mm. Um, we got a chance to check it out just uh, a little while ago. Fran, first impressions, what did you see in there? What really caught your eye and that you liked? Mm. Lore nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen like knew one? I was going to say oh, lore there nuggets. You go. All right, that's that. fair. Mm, making me hungry. 10-piece <laughs> oh, uh, lore nuggets looked oh, it was tasty. A lot, it was okay, a lot no, of lore um, nuggets. So yeah, It's rare, though. Uh, the trailer was really awesome. Nice yeah. cut, long trailer trailer a couple minutes long and really finally gave me the sense that uh dreaming city is like dreadnought sized and yes. bigger or whatever it's big raid entrance seems to be there yep seems huge and then um yeah there's just like a ton going on in there the puzzles to solve thing really stood out to me that they seem to be more than ever they want this space to be i'm reflecting on the current um whisper of the worm yeah that was called yeah. Whisper of the Worm. Yeah, it's a weird name. Everybody still calls it Black, black Spindle. Spindle. Trips me up. Exactly. But I, I'm <laughs> exact Black Handle. Uh, black Hammer. <laughs> we screwed it up, everybody. Shut the show down. Um, but I'm thinking about that quest they just released, and they really went out of their way to make that like puzzly yeah. and interesting. So anyway, that stands out to me that I think there's going to be a lot to do there. Yeah. You know, till we're done after the first month or month and a half. But still, uh, super excited. Actually, yeah. it was a cool trailer. Before this, I'm like, I want to go to the Dreaming City, but I. 
just because it's a new space, but now I'm like actually really excited to see it. Yeah, I mean they are making some huge claims there, you know, like massive raid and you know the largest ever, largest raid. Yeah, stuff like that. And I mean, I keep on thinking, okay, so if we were we raided, we uh, graded our raids at Guardian Con. I actually liked Vault of Glass. To me, Vault of Glass was about the right size for a raid. A bunch of people said Kingsfall was actually their second favorite raid. So Kingsfall was probably yeah the longest raid, biggest raid Destiny's ever done. If it's longer than Kingsfall. Are you guys gonna dig that? I, yeah. So, so you, yes. so you want <laughs> Stephen Rue wants long, massive, lot of bosses, huge raid. Yeah, like you're into that. I think I can safely say it's popular opinion that more Destiny players prefer the mini boss format than the challenge right. boss of Leviathan. Of Le- and, Leviathan. Yeah. Yep. Like I can see people are like we need more bosses. Yeah, et cetera, I, that, et cetera. That's the world I see is take some of those bosses out of whatever King's Fault, mix it with a couple of the puzzle things that we saw in even Leviathan, and now maybe extend it just a tad. So you get a little of both. But ultimately that I get my Golgoroth back, that I get yeah. the War Priest, that I get, you know, these big fights. Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited. Like so can I talk more about this trailer? I was gonna say, so Steven has the lore nuggets. There was a couple mm-hmm. things yeah. in there. So specifically this entire trailer was, it was cut about. beautifully. I think it was awesome. The music was awesome. Um, but it was so cool because you saw, I don't, okay, it's either Techin or Tekken. I don't know how to say it, uh, properly, but I'm going to say Techin. You saw Techin, um, advisors. They're, they're Queen Marasov's personal advisors. Hmm. And the, and the first time we saw them and the last time we saw them were in the opening cutscene of Taken King when she's taking on Oryx. She has three advisors behind her and they do that like blast. I don't know what the heck that yeah. was. Yeah. But, it's assumed that they all die, right? And there's seven total in lore. So if the three are dead and they die to Oryx's Taken Blast, and in the trailer they were taken, one could assume that maybe the raid boss is the queen, like the Taken version of the queen. Oh, yeah. That ties into the story of why maybe Aldrin is pissed. Um, it, it, there's like so many little nuggets in that trailer <laughs> that I loved. And it, as a PvE Come player on. and a PvP player, I was super pumped. And they tease something called the blind well. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Where they're jumping in the All these guardians are jumping to this well and it looks like a horde mode. Yeah. Like there's just like all kinds of enemies, um, flying in and you're just surviving and they, yeah, maybe a they little sh- court of oryx style. Yeah. They showed here. some weapons that you can earn and stuff yeah. like that. It's, it's just to me, it just seems so cool. That entire like landscape, like the Lord of the Rings kind of landscape. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super pumped for it. I think that's for me too. Like I think one of the things about the first couple raids, I like that they were incorporated kind of in zones of destiny one so that you actually got to them you know from a place you saw before versus destiny two is mostly you flew to leviathan it was disconnected yeah, from you the could kind of see it in like the in the sky in, in the distance yeah, yeah. but it's it, it was kind of disconnected yeah mm-hmm. i think axis was the only raid where there was not a social hub that you were able to explore prior to getting into the raid like with the axis raid you just landed taking king dark below Atheon all had moments from basically a patrol zone that you launched into the raid from there. You guys think that'll happen? Well, Kingsfall didn't, did it? Yeah, the Kingsfall was the opening. Basically, it was a part in a dreadnought. Like you actually like Man, did I it. So blanking yeah, out I was like, wait, didn't you just drop in the Kingsfall? No, no, hundred percent. There was a moment basically where you're doing the challenges. This is where Court of Oryx was. God, I got to. Yeah, and then you go behind, and there's like because yeah, like Crota's end. Yeah. Obviously, you jump into Vault of Glass. Yeah. Um, uh, you you drive through. Game Informer yeah. did do their monthly coverage of D2, and I read I read a little bit. I didn't want to get spoiled, but 
Same. After the campaign, I believe you go to the Dreaming City yeah. and you do some three-man fire team events to unlock the Dreaming City and then that's where the end game gotcha. appears. So that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited for this campaign and we've talked about this multiple times where I think you feel an attachment to the Dark Below and Taken King because they hyped up a body a, – a, <laughs> a baddie, a boss fight within those campaigns and you felt like they were connected to the actual story. Um, that feels like that's what the Dreaming City is going to be. Yeah. So. I'm super excited. Yeah. Do I still expect you to scan an item with a ghost and kill five ways? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so I expect Just to get started. Weird cheesy lines. Yes, I do. But I do think that this campaign will be the best one that we've seen in uh, Destiny history yet. Mm. And I think the um Steven. the Dreaming City will give us at least I'm going to say maybe a month worth of new content, like every reset a new riddle will appear. Gotcha. New secret quest. So like timed events the way this yeah. – uh, And like I don't know about you guys. Yeah. But I remember when Vault of Glass first came out, I spent hours in there just looking for things. Like yeah. I would check every corner and I feel like uh, the Dreaming City has the potential to be like that again. Yeah. Set, sets us up for that expectation. I'm, I'm hoping that too because they yeah. said like the most – they said riddled with puzzles and stuff. Yeah. They really riddled. seem to be leaning yeah, and lord with Lore. Lore nuggets. Lore nuggets for you to find everywhere. Uh, I think that's about it, uh, unless you guys have any other comments. No. I think, uh, I think we're done for There's today. There's always more to talk so, about. But. There is always more to talk about, but that's about it for now. So I guess uh, I got to – this is where I got to prepare for the yeah, don't outro. Don't just say it. Don't just say it. You got to give all us all right, time I gotta to get right. I think we're done, everybody. So until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.